You think Pike and old Sykes haven't been watching us? They know what this is all about, and what do I have? Nothing but you egg-sucking, chicken-stealing gutter trash with not even 60 rounds between. podcast will begin and the podcast begins hi jeff hello Lindsay. and welcome ladies and gentlemen <laughs> to another episode of top shelf yeah that's the most professional opening we've had it was in directly episodes to the point. episodes i feel like time. we need to redo it no i <laughs> no, like it like it's, that it's good when we just start in fact for everyone who might not know sometimes we do our research work while we're watching the movie and I did my research work this afternoon before we watched the movie, yes. so we would watch the movie. Yes, we were we were we were prepared. We were attentive. We were very attentive. We that, were. That would have been the correct. Except large I still word. got lost and missed things. <laughs> it's a long movie. It's a long. Movie. It's a good movie. Yes. Yes. Not my favorite western, but still a good movie. I liked it. I understand why it's on the list. Mm-hmm. We can get into that in the discussion, but. We liked it. We liked it. We liked it. It was a, it was a good. Not not r- ranting and raving. No. Not raving over it. And we didn't hate it. about it. It's just meh. I have a feeling that's gonna happen with some of these ones. Like towards the like the further up we get, more towards the middle. It's like well, yeah. I mean they're good, but it's not like oh my god, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> so. Not do the right thing. <laughs> not do the right thing, which deserves to be much higher up on the list than it is. Especially after some of the ones we've watched after that. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, so the movie. This movie. Yep. What is the... Uh, we watched... We watched The Wild Bunch. Sorry. Probably should have said we watched The Wild Bunch. <laughs> Welcome to episode Welcome 22. <laughs> this is number 79 on the list of Wild Bunch. But so here's the thing. Whole, here's the thing. If you're listening to this, you downloaded it, so you're reading this thing, so Which you is, know, you should know. Yeah, it's just true. This is this is very true. So you, you've already seen what episode it is, but we still like to mention it at least yes, a little bit. Yes, this is The Wild Bunch from 1969, directed by Sam Peckinpah. <laughs> P-E-C-K-I-N-P-A-H. No, I, I believe it. it's, his name sounds yes. Western. Like, it's sound, like, as I pointed out at the end, one of the characters just, like, Bo Diddley or whatever his name was. Just no, sounded. it was not Bo Diddley. It sounded something like, I'll look it's at his Bo, name. It's Bo, Bo Hopkins. Bo Hopkins, who sounded like a guy to play, like, crazy whatever. Yes. So. This is the plot of this film is an aging group of outlaws look for one last big score as the traditional American West is disappearing around them. Yeah, I can see that. It has an 8.1 out of 10 and no meta score. No meta score. No meta score. I feel like I have to repeat that. I've noticed. That's fine. <laughs> every time, what for, for whatever reason, every time, every time that, uh, that, sorry, <laughs> apparently my sound system was on. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> As though we're all like yes, we're now like, checking <laughs> our devices to make sure they're off. I'm just like, crap, shut it off. Shut it <laughs> Turn down. Turn everything off. Shut it down. Um, no, I feel like I always have to repeat when there's no Metascore. I don't I don't consciously do oh. realize that. I feel like there could this be a drinking game. It's easier to read if I hold it in portrait and not landscape. <laughs> it is. Look, I get more text, get more per, text on it. per area. <laughs> the funny things we learn about our devices... So what is your summary for this film? Hey, this isn't Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Which you said that, like, right away. Uh-huh. Like, it's in the very opening scene because it reminded me of Blazing Saddles. <laughs> hey, this isn't Blazing Saddles. First ten minutes of the movie, you already had your summary. Pretty pretty yeah. good. So, all right, well, I hey. I mean, it's on to you now, dude. That's me. So, you. moving on to awards. Awards, not a lot. Okay. Not a whole lot. This film was uh, nominated for 10 major awards. Oh, wow. Only 10, not a whole lot. Uh, two Oscar nominations. Oh, just two Oscars. For some reason, I heard 10 major awards and went 10 Oscars. Oh, no, sorry. 
Um, two Oscar nominations, no wins. Oh. It was nominated for Best Music and Best Writing for a Story and a Screenplay. It is, however, in the National Film Registry as of 1999. Oh, good! So it is It is preserved... Um, and there is some interesting stuff about. Did you go? Did you go over any of the uh, like the edits of the film, the different versions of the film? Not the different versions. I talk about the edits, like how many edits per second. Okay, like there is a couple different versions of this movie. The one that we watched is the pretty much the only version that you'll find, right. which is which technically is what we try to do. Right, and that's quote unquote the director's cut, quote unquote. I'm doing air yes. quotes. Nobody can see those. Um, oh, my goodness. My Excuse me. God. I'm a lady. You are such a lady. I'm sorry. <laughs> that snuck up on me. I didn't mean to do that. I apologize. Surprise, Burp. You don't have to cut that. I, you can just leave that in there, and I'm embarrassed. Oh. Well, I don't know. There's nothing can top that. No, uh, well, just gonna <laughs> goodbye, stop everybody. Goodbye. Now. No, um, there's I'm a... drinking Coke while we're doing this, which is a horrible idea. That is a terrible idea. Coke does that. Um, no, there's a couple different versions of this film. Like over the years, they 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 cut the the film. The studio had them cut the film. Different ratings boards had them cut. Certain oh, I have talked. I talk about the rating. Okay. Yep. Um, but then there's like the version that is that that Warner Brothers restored in '95, I do believe, is this version, which is technically the director's cut. It's the original version of the film, prior to any of those cuts made. Okay. And uh, but because like originally, like the studio wanted them to put in an intermission. Back in the day, because it was a it was a movie that they wanted to put out. You know, they took it to the theaters and stuff. And they wanted people to be able to get out and walk around, or like the drive-ins and stuff. So, yeah, there, there was an intermission yeah. originally, but they that's not in this version. So, the movie's two hours and twenty four minutes long. So it's a lengthy film. It's not Titanic long or right. any of those films long, but it still is a long amount. You know, a longer film, but still good. So, but that's all I honestly I have. I don't really have any technology or anything like that. That, or like I said, there wasn't much awards. So. We'll go into the trivia. Into the trivia. Okay. Sorry. There's a weird... Trivia! I'm going... Trivia! I couldn't remember what our theme song was. I think it's... No, it's not. Oh my god. It was last week. I know. I will find it. Go. Trivia! That's what it is. Well, I'm glad it took us five minutes to remember that. We should just change it every week. Trivia. No, you know what it's going to be this week? What? Dun, 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 dun. Trivia. 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 We kept singing the theme to the Magnificent Seven, like, the whole time we watched this. Which is what the music will be in the background as this episode ends. Has nothing to do with this movie. It's a completely different movie. Yes. Which I've never seen, but I know the theme. It's fine. Okay, so trivia, trivia after our lovely theme song. <laughs> oh. Okay, so supposedly more blank rounds were discharged during the production of this film than live rounds were fired during the Mexican Revolution of 1916, around which this film is loosely based. My God. In total, 90,000 rounds were fired. All of them were blank. There's a lot of freaking shooting in this movie. Uh-huh. Like, at least half the film is like shootouts. Um, Ernest Borgnine's limp was not acting. <laughs> he had broken his foot while filming The Split from 1968 and had to wear a cast throughout the Mexican location shoot. Well, they did a good job at hiding it. Before William Holden was cast, the role was turned down by Lee Marvin, Burt Lancaster, Jimmy Stewart, sorry, James Stewart, 
Charlton Heston, Gregory Peck, Sterling Hayden, Richard Boone, and Robert Mitchum. So basically every other like predominant pretty male actor in the 1960s yep. who did westerns at some point. Robert Mitchum was pretty old by this point, though. He did Night of the Hunter in way back in the day. Anyway, Marvin actually accepted the role, but pulled out after he was offered a larger deal to, to star in Paint Your Wagon, which is also from 1969. And Paint Your Wagon is terrible. Paint Your Wagon with blood. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Seven identical costumes were made for each main actor. All of them were ruined during the filming. <laughs> this is like... What was it? Uh, Easy Rider. Easy Rider all over again. Was a horse stolen? Same year. Same year. (laughs) The budget went from $3.5 million to $6 million, and the original 70-day shooting schedule was increased to 81. How did they double the budget? Fake blood and guns? (laughs) Well, I want my money back, because that blood sucked. (laughs) It's 1969. They're still doing red paint blood. It's the 60s red paint blood. But you brought up in what? Which one was that? What did we? Uh, French Connection. French Connection. That was it. That's right. There were not enough uniforms for all the stunt people and extras in the gun battle. If someone was filming getting shot, the costume people were, would repair a uniform by washing off the fake blood, taping and painting over the bullet holes, drying the paint, and sending either the same or a different performer out to get shot again. <laughs> That's hilarious. And they made this movie for six point five million dollars. And they had to reuse yep. costumes. The image of the scorpion being dropped in the anthill was suggested by Emilio Fernandez because he and his friends used to do that as children. The image was not in the script. Hence why at the very beginning I'm like, you're missing things. You're important to my trivia. I am sorry. I was looking at my laptop. It's okay. I apparently missed the initial nudity because I was looking at Dr. Yes. You missed the initial nudity. Looking at Doctor so wait, Who. what part of this whole we were attentive for the movie thing? <laughs> we were more attentive than it was for some movies. Oh, um, the movies that shall not be named. Spartacus, anyone? <laughs> In my defense, I've seen Spartacus. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. The train robbery itself was not in the script. All the scenes were improvised on the spot the same day. The same thing with the walk for the bunch to help Angel. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. The the train sequence? Yep. Was not in the script. Nope. How the hell do you do you just wing a scri- scene that needs an entire freaking train? So that's why the train didn't do more damage. Oh. oh. Cuz they didn't have it in the budget. Oh, that's probably why this the movie was on budget. They had to rent a freaking vintage train. Oh yeah, there's that too. The last scene to be completed was the exploding bridge over the Rio Nazas. Substituting for the Rio Bravo. (laughs) Okay. Five stuntmen, each paid $2,000, and six cameras were used. The scene was shot in one take, and one camera fell into the river and was lost. (laughs) Again, so that budget thing is quickly adding up here. (laughs) Never mind. There's a Wilhelm scream during the post office escape in the beginning when one of the horsemen is shot in the face. Yeah! I missed it. I I didn't hear it. I was listening for it, too. And for those of you who do not know what the Wilhelm scream is, it's this sound. Okay, I just okay. wanted to make sure you got it in there. Good. Yes, okay. yes, it's that sound. Yep, you'll know when you hear it. Yes, you. It's for those of you who don't know, you'll recognize it. It's in all the Star Wars films. It is, and all the Indiana Jones yep. films. It's kind of a, it's kind of a fun thing. A lot of people are putting in the more and mm-hmm. more films again. So, 
this film, okay, so this goes along with your thing about how um, Wall and Green didn't want to write it with the original writer. Yes. Just some snarky Jeff comment. It's not any based on anything. Because that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I make this fun film of stuff. was adapted from a story thought up by Roy N. Sickner, who was an actor and stuntman. Okay. Wall, writer Wallen Green wrote the script, which was then rewritten by Sam Peckinpah. Green felt that Peckinpah's rewrite was substantial enough to deserve credit, but Green had to lobby the Writers Guild to allow, Peck, allow Peckinpah credit. Green has always said he was grateful to Sam for not rewriting too much of the script just to get credit. Green, Sickner, and Peckinpah all shared Academy Award nominations for Best Screenplay, the only Oscar nomination Peckinpah ever received in his entire career. Hmm. And they didn't win, as we previously discussed. Yes. Well, now that makes that really depressing. Well, Why? it's sad, because it's the only thing he ever... I mean, it's cool that he got nominated, and that I would have been... Ex- I mean, I'd be extremely happy with just the nomination, but it's sad that he never won. No. Because it was his only But then he, nomination. after this, did so much work with Bob Dylan. That's... Billy... Billy Garrett and the... Something Kid? I should remember, and I don't. He also filmed, like, a documentary and stuff for him, and... If you want to know, look it up. Stop looking at me like that. I'm not going to go. This is not, this is not easy writer. I'm not going on a Dylan rant. You don't want to go on a Just rant again? Comment. No, the thank 15 you. 15-minute Dylan rant? Nope. That I left in the entire Shut thing? Because I'm like, if I cut this out, the episode will be 20 minutes long. Shut up. <laughs> People appreciate my trivia. I, I know. I'm, I'm well aware Someone of it. Someone quoted to me. I'm, I'm well aware she... of it, Jessica. <laughs> Taking a selfie because YOLO. <laughs> Thanks, Jazz. <laughs> the famous last walk was also improvised by Sam Peckinpah during the shoot. Originally, the scene was to begin with the bunch leaving the whorehouse and immediately cut to the conf- confrontation with Mapache. Not Apache, because remember we said Apache? It's Mapache. <laughs> it already started going through my head. Yep. We Once the decision Apache. was made to lengthen the scene, many of the Mexican extras were choreographed by the assistant director while the scene was filming. <laughs> Still singing Apache. Apache, jump on. Oh, okay. Do, 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 do. It's my favorite dance at weddings, and I'm really sad when I don't get to do it. All right. We sang it during the middle of the show. We the did. Movie too, actually, we did. and during the show, I suppose. The name "The Wild Bunch" originally came from real-life Western outlaw Butch Cassidy, who, at the age of 30, started his own gang of outlaws who were quickly christened the Wild Bunch by the press. Oh. You know, I was gonna ask, but you already you already brought it up. But like while watching this film, I really started second guessing whether this was based on a real thing or not. Yeah. Like I, because it, it kind of felt like it could have been loosely based. Yeah, and that's but obviously we know now. But when, while watching, I was debating. I was gonna look it up. See, look, I learned things on this episode too, people, and I'm a part of the episode. Stop dancing to Apache in my head. <laughs> You're gonna make me start doing it. <laughs> After filming the scene where Ernest Borgnine and William Holden sit by a campfire, and their characters vow they wouldn't have it any other way. It was hard for Sam Peckinpah to yell cut because he was crying. Oh, he's so sad. Excluding the start and end credits, this film contains about 2,721 edits and about 138 minutes of action. Which, by the way, is crazy. This equates to an average shot length of three seconds. The shootout at Bloody Porch contains about 325 edits in five minutes of action for an average shot length of slightly under one second. Because Jeff commented on it while we're watching it. And it's crazy. It's crazy how many cuts there are in this film. Like, 
a ridiculous amount. The, the cuts in this film are like the equivalent to a Michael Bay film nowadays. Like okay. a modern day action film. Yeah. Where there's there's just cuts constantly. Like it's a music video. I think that's why I was able to pay attention to this movie more. Even though it's from an era Even, of somewhat slow movies. Right, because it Is was not Easy Rider? It was not <sighs> <laughs> Don't get me on that again. No, it's you brought up the Dylan rant. I'm gonna start poking fine. at things. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Um, no, because it was it was the way that it was edited. It wasn't long drawn out shots. Right. It was not. It was very quickly paced. Films. It was. It's still long though. Sorry for the odd. <sighs> you promised you wouldn't yawn. I said I wouldn't yawn a lot. It's not gonna be like the last episode. I, cut, I had a really long weekend that one. I, I cut a handful of yawns out of Thank the last you, episode too. So the people listening to this right now really are just sleepy. confused. <laughs> she wasn't yawning. According to LQ Jones, he and Strother Martin, Strother, yeah, that's right, S T R O T H E R, approached directors M. Peck and Paul with an idea to add more depth to their characters who were TC and Coffer. The idea was to add a hint of homosexual relationship between their characters. Peck and Paul liked the idea, and the footage made it into the final release version. It's kind of, it's it's subtle. Ah. I picked up on it. I did not. John Wayne complained that the film destroyed the myth of the Old West. <laughs> okay, John Wayne. Okay, Marion. <laughs> okay, so here we go with the rating, because you had mentioned that earlier. Okay. Following the film's production, it was severely edited by the studio and producer Phil Feldman in Peckinpah's absence. He cut its length by about 20 minutes, and remarkably, none of the excise footage was violent. Due to its violence, the film was originally threatened with an X rating by the Motion Picture Association of America. They're newly created by the newly created Production Code Administration. Now, keep in mind, everybody, the X rating back in their late 60s is different than what an X rating yes. is nowadays. It's basically a hard R back then. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. You were getting I'm to that. I'm not done. <laughs> but an R rating was its final decision. The film was restored to its original director's cut length of 143 mittens and then... Mittens? Mittens. Mi- minutes. That's a lot of gloves. Minutes <laughs> and threatened with an NC-17 rating when it was submitted to the, the MPAA ratings board in 1993 prior to its re-release in 94. Holding up the film's re-release for many months, the reinstated scenes, including two important flashbacks from Pike's past and a battle scene between Pancho Villa's rebels and General Mapache's forces at the telegraph station, depicted the underlying character and motivations of the leader of the bunch. So basically, the cuts cut out his backstory. Pretty much. So you wouldn't have cared that much about him, yeah. or you wouldn't have you wouldn't have known as much about Pike. He would not have been as compelling. That's the word. There you go. That's 700 fingers. Shut <laughs> up about the mittens. According to editor Lou Lombardo, the original release print contains some 3,643 editorial cuts, more than any other Technicolor film ever processed. Some of these cuts are near subliminal, consisting of three or four frames, making them almost imperceptible to the naked eye. I can say imperceptible, but I can't say minutes. <laughs> you know... We have our vices. <laughs> or as you probably say, Vicky's. I'm dancing to, whatchamacallit. <laughs> to the Magnificent head. Seven. Magnificent Seven in my brain. Uh... Shoulder dancing. As opposed to punch dancing. There's a difference. Okay. Do you have nothing to say about the edits anymore? Or... <laughs> no. Okay. 
At least three names from this film have been used in the television series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, that is one of your things. Okay, okay. We were discussing this. It's funny because there's a line in one of the first episodes of the first season where Buffy looks at him and goes, don't you go a wild bunch on me. See, that's the thing. Is like I didn't catch those references when I watched Buffy. I also learned it from the Watcher's Guide that I read. Oh, uh, okay. When I had. See, and as I pointed out. I still out, have those. You gave those back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Was that all your Buffy comments? No, I'm not done. Okay, finish your Buffy. In addition to starring a vampire character named Angel, the series also had an episode, season 2, episode 12, Bad Eggs, that <sighs> featured two vampire cowboys named Lyle, Lyle and Tector Gorch. Also, Luke Perry's character last name in the movie version of Buffy from 92 is Pike. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, see, I see. The, speaking of references to other films... I, the one that I caught was the one that I played you where they make the comment about, uh, oh, it's the audio clip from the yeah, start of this the episode. the egg-sucking the, Basically, like, trash. the egg-sucking gutter trash. I heard that, because I have never seen The Wild Bunch. This is the first time I saw it. Me too! So, but I grew up watching Back to the Future, the whole, all three of those films. So in part three, when Marty walks into the old bar in 1885 Hill Valley, uh, uh, Mad Dog Tannen comes in and he gets slopped with the spit. No, no, not yet. He uh, he tells Marty to dance. Sorry. Not yet. It's right before that moment. Uh, he tells Marty to dance, and he's like, um, he basically references him as a, a like a gussied up egg sucking gutter trash. Hmm. So and I so like I'm like oh so that's where they they're referencing this movie. I never yes. got that as a kid at all. So sorry. So there we go. <laughs> that, that runs into the discussion of why this movie is important. Yes. The song Polly Wally Doodle was prominently featured in Frank Capra, Capra's You Can't Take It With You from 1938, where Dub Taylor, who plays Reverend, Reverend Wayne's coat in The Wild Bunch, plays the song several times on a xylophone. You Can't Take It With You marked the beginning of Taylor's film career. Sam Peckinpah's Polly Wally Doodle, presented in its sinister context, contrasts sharply with the carefree Capra rendition. Huh. Probably need to put that in there. That was kind of dumb. Whatever. <laughs> Co-writer and director Peckinpah stated that one of his goals for this movie was to give the audience some idea of what it, it is to be gunned down. Yep. A memorable incident occurred to that end as Peckinpah's crew were consulting him on the gunfire effects to be used in the film. Not satisfied with the results from the squibs his crew had brought for him, Peckinpah became exasperated. He finally hollered, that's not what I want, that's not what I want. Then he grabbed an actual revolver and fired it into a nearby wall. The gun empty, Peckinpah barked at his stunned crew, that's the effect I want. Ah! It's a little crazy, but the man had a vision, yes. so, you know. <laughs> in an interview, Ben Johnson said that the Mexican women who frolicked with him and Warren Oates in the huge wine vats weren't actresses, but prostitutes from a nearby brothel who were hired by Sam Peckinpah so that he could tell people that Warner Brothers paid for hookers for his cast. Damn. <laughs> Explains a little, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah, if you I'm sure will. it was. <laughs> There's a, by the way, all kinds of nudity in this film. Lots of boobs. Lots of boobs. Not, nothing, not like full front, just boobs. boobs. Just lots of lots boobs. Lots of boobs and woman slowly dabbing her chest for like <laughs> five minutes in the end. She's that was funny. Slowly dabbing it. It's just boop. It's like, boop. and then he boop. walks out of the room. Boop. He comes back in. Boop. She's still doing boop. it. Still dabbing herself. It keeps going. <laughs> Body count, 145. Wow. 22 in the opening shootout and a whopping 112 in the climactic battle. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of death. The end. That is the end of my trivia. The end. The end. Yay. Well, they'll go on to the things I learned from this film. I have five. Just five. Okay. Number one, 
William Holden is actually Tom Hanks in disguise. Yep. I was fixated on this the entire movie. He really was. He really, like him and Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks with a mustache nowadays, look this look very similar. It just kept bugging me. Gotcha. In a good way. Uh, number two, the only thing Mexican women's clothing back in the 1910s were missing were shoulder straps. Because <laughs> they kept falling off. Again, going back to the scene where they're in the wine vat. Number three, the score attempted to become the theme from the Magnificent Seven during the bridge scene, but just couldn't get itself there. Dun, 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 Number four. Ah, uh, yes. Number four. Never hold a giant machine gun in your hands and fire. No, is there one scene that one guy's like, I don't know what I'm doing with this gun, <laughs> senor, because he was Mexican, so I'm not being racist, but. And number five. Bullets always seem to miss horses in westerns. I've noticed that. It's in that exact same sequence. They're, he's firing that machine gun randomly around. There's He crosses the path of horses. Bullets always always miss horses yep i mean i they understand i understand the special or effects everyone will die to make a horse uh, blow horse, up basically horses. but it's like they always seem to magically miss miss horses why so. do you want to hurt the horses i what don't they do to you it's just like the horses secretly secretly a horse herder the horses have a like energy field around them and, and two eyes and two eyes <laughs> <laughs> So those are the things that I've learned from this film. So, the movie. 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 The movie. What did you think about the movie? I liked it. I like westerns. Actually, I have a weird relationship with westerns, because sometimes they're really boring, and sometimes they're really good, and sometimes they're boring in spots and good in spots. This one was kind of one of those ones where it was boring in spots and it was good in spots. So it's good... But it's like not my favorite western ever. There's a lot of really bad westerns. I like out there. my John Wayne westerns. You like the that's, classic. That's what I grew up with, yeah. so that's what I like. This one, and I like the remake of Three Ten to Yuma. This one kind of feels more in line with the Clint Eastwood, western. which I've never really westerns. seen. Like I've never, yeah. What is it? Fistful of dollars. Fistful of dollars and for a few dollars more. more. Yeah. Which those are Colin has those. And what it is is it's 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 the more gritty, more yeah. violent westerns. Like, I've never seen Butch... Ca- I'm looking through the westerns we have on this list. Oh, yeah, I forgot Butch, Butch Cassidy. Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Is the Unfor- is Unforgiven a western? Yeah. Okay, Unforgiven. I think that's a John Wayne movie, actually. It's 92. Oh, no, no, sorry. Sorry, not... Okay, yeah. Um, The Gold Rush is not, no. technically. No, it's not. Oh, no, sorry, Unforgiven. That's... Clint- oh, that is a Clint Eastwood movie. You said, you said John Wayne. I know, I know. I, I... Oh, okay. No, I'm mistaken. Shane, Shane is a Western, right? 1953? Shane? Yeah. Shane? Could be. I'm looking it up. 1953? Okay. Yep. Looks like a guy with a hat on the cover. Yep. It's not loading. Yes, yep. it is. Western? Well, Midnight Cowboy does not count. <laughs> um, but they wear Treasure of the Sierra hats. Madre. Bridge on the River Kwai is a war movie, not a Western. Right. High Noon? Yep. I've never seen any of these, by the way. Actually, I think I have seen High Noon. I think I lied. Oh, you know what? The That's John it. the John Wayne movie. Yeah. That I was mistaking the Unforgiven or Unforgiven for was the Undefeated. Oh. That's, well, that's understandable. I'm sorry. He, John Wayne did a lot of westerns, and they're all like... He did. He did a lot of the, like the Alamo, the Horse Soldiers, the Barbarian, and the Geisha. That one wasn't that's western. That's Geisha, by the way. And, yeah. <laughs> also, he did um, Rooster Cogburn. 
Whatever that one is called. <laughs> and I'm going to get yelled at because I can't remember the name of it off the top of Rooster, my head. What? Rooster Cogburn. That's right. 1975. Yeah, I didn't know movie. that was the name of the movie. Uh, he did True Grit. True Grit. Where and, he played Rooster Oh, The Searchers is on Cogburn. this list, too, and we have to watch that at some point. Oh, okay. Point. I forgot. I've seen... I think I've seen The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And Rooster Cogburn. Mm-hmm. It's it's westerns are westerns are a hit or miss. That's why yeah. like and like the John Wayne westerns were a very different western I feel than like the Clint Eastwood western. I mean it, yeah. it also has to do with who was making the films. I mean the Clint Eastwood westerns, those were Italian films. They were spaghetti westerns. They were the spaghetti westerns, which is where that terminology came from. The fact that it was Italian made westerns. I mean they were very different than the John Wayne films because the John Wayne films for the most part were actually made over here. Right. You know, and it's made by like Maybe not necessarily Amer- not they didn't have to be Americans, but they were made here. And John Wayne was the old, you know, like the old, like the all American Western cowboy, basically. Right. So they were a very different film to a degree. I'm talking like I know westerns. I don't really know westerns that much. <clears throat> westerns are the one category I never got into as a kid, except for Back to the Future Part Three. <laughs> Fair enough. But Clint Eastwood so, has done a lot. Yes, he did in his life. But um, the movie I enjoy... He's not dead. He has done a lot. Yes, he's still alive. The way you said it made it sound like Tom Gunning Highway. <laughs> Clint Eastwood's character in Heartbreak Bridge. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm reading Clint Eastwood's filmography. It's a line from Psych. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I didn't say anything. You're laughing at me. I am laughing. Have you noticed I do that for three quarters of these episodes? Shut as I just sit here and mouth. laugh. Oh, yeah. The Outlaw Josie Wales. That's one of my dad's favorites. But... And High Plains Drifter. These movies are... I I enjoy I I mean I I liked this film I thought it was a good Hang movie. Em high. Yeah. Hang 'em High is a good film too. And uh, yeah, I understand why it's on the list. Wow. Do you, do you would you just come back to the podcast for a second here? <laughs> <laughs> I have lost you. You are not on the podcast anymore. No, I'm back now. <clears throat> Welcome back. <laughs> we were discussing this Thanks. movie we just watched a couple about an hour ago. And not the Clint Eastwood and movies not that Clint we're Eastwood. not watching right now. <laughs> um, uh, where do you think it's on the list? It's good. It's perfectly the West, okay. I think the westerns at. ahead of it are better. Yep. Because it, they're more traditional, I guess. Do you think this is... I don't know what would have made... I don't know why this, this one... This moved up a spot. Did it move up? Hmm? I don't know why this one's on the list. I, I can't I can't pinpoint it. It's different it. from the rest of those. Is that it's why? It's a different it's a scenario. Different type of it's a different time period. That's true, because it's not in the normal Old West. It's, no, it's, it's in, in the, the disappearing West. Yeah. yeah. And they have a, they had a car in it like at yeah. one point like it's it's so I it's so when the West was changing I think it's a good representation of that old lifestyle yeah. mixing with the modern new, times exactly okay yep well I'm glad we figured out why it's on the list <laughs> that's rare these days that we it can is. figure out why it's on the list exactly especially now that we're getting higher up in this list and can come up with a legitimate reason yeah and that is a good legitimate reason. Hmm. Well, <laughs> no, the music hasn't started playing yet. Give it like give it like thirty more seconds, and then the music will start playing. We are gonna talk for longer than thirty more. seconds. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see how much I edit out. Um, oh, that's true. <laughs> so leave what, the part about me coming back to the podcast. That's funny because <laughs> I do that sometimes. Should I leave the part in about you talking about the part you coming back? <laughs> yes. Okay. I am meta. My head hurts. Meta. So what is the meta. next movie on our list? It is modern times. Yay! It's a Charlie Chaplin. From 1936, it's a comedy drama, it's an hour and 27 minutes long, and it was approved. There's no rating, (laughs) just as approved. There's really nothing. This one has a meta score. (laughs) Of course it does. The tramp struggles to live in a modern industrial society with the help of a young homeless woman. Yeah. 
Downer. No, it's happy. Okay. It's funny. I the whole it. sequence of him trying to fix the machine for a 1936? Yes. 1936 movie. It's very well shot, very well done. It's in the okay. Criterion Collection, I do believe, too. Like, I believe it's, you're correct. It's... It's an, I, so I know it's in the National Film Registry. It is odd to me how attractive Charlie Chaplin actually was. He was a good-looking man for back in the day. He actually stayed pretty good-looking even up through his later yeah, days. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through his pictures on IMDb. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... Oh, oh, he lived for a long time. Yeah, he was. He died he in the 70s. He was 88. Died in 70... He was born 70, in 1889. Died in 77? 77. Good job. Switzerland. That's, I'm gonna watch The Great Dictator. Oh, is, that's not on this list, is it? It's not. I don't... <sighs> We will discuss that next week. Okay. <laughs> when I can get into my Charlie Chaplin rant. Yeah, Jeff's going to rant. It's going to be It's going to be a good rant because I like Charlie Chaplin. I really do like him. And he's it's a good film and you're going to like I'm it. Gonna, I'm excited about it. <laughs> I'm but very happy Okay, good. You one. can buy The Great Dictator. Yes, you can. I didn't think you could. Nope, you could. They released it's it on Blu-ray. It's Criterion Collection. Yeah, because it's, it's... It's expensive Blu-ray. It's because it's The Great Dictator on Blu-ray Criterion Collection. That's why. <laughs> That's why I haven't bought it yet. But anyways, uh, I digress. So yes, so next week's is Modern Times. Yay! I am so very excited for that one. Which we have to get done early in the week because I'm leaving for South Dakota. Why are you leaving? Because it's your birthday. It's my birthday birthday next week. And you're leaving? I'm going. You're going to be gone. My best friend and her husband moved to South Dakota and we're going to visit them for my birthday. And it's Colin and my first like extended road trip. Road trip! Road trip! Woo! We have to drive like 800 miles. You just need to get Michelle Trackenberger and we'll be okay. So, ha, ha. Ha, I made a reference to a 90s Scotty movie. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Don't tell Scotty. No, let's, that's Euro Trip. Let's, that's not Road Trip. That's, that's Euro road trip. trip. No. I've seen Road Trip once and it's not that great of a movie. Mm. Euro Trip, on the other hand, is a fantastic movie. <laughs> Scotty doesn't know. So. Scott doesn't know. Well, Matt Damon's in that movie. He is, and he was supposed to sing that song, and he yep. didn't. What a slacker. He is a slacker. So. You're that Matt Damon, you're a slacker. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, wow, that got off complete yes, sidetrack. Yes, it did. So, with that. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to the podcast. Come back, Come to, back, the back podcast. to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm doing Scooby-Doo. You're doing the. Oh my god. Why isn't Wade's World on this list? Oh my god. Yes, Wade's World should be number six on the AFI Top yes, 100. It should. Of all time. Woo! It's the first Wayne's World. We don't know why. Even, even, the, even the Institute's just like, I don't know why this is in this list. I don't know why it's this high. Oh my goodness. So, with that, I, I, I think we should stop. We probably should stop. We're going to end the episode okay, a little earlier than normal. No, I mean... It's okay. Cue the Magnificent Seven theme song. (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. And just gonna sync it up, not in the right spot on purpose. (laughs) Just to make you sound like an idiot. Yep, pretty much. (laughs) Well, everybody. It's all uphill from here, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Jeff didn't say goodnight to Radio Over Here. I was getting to You normally say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. And before you say, or after you say goodnight to Radio Ryan. See, you don't even know when I say it. Goodnight, Radio Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> Wherever you are, man. Yeah. wonder how he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the actor had a, has had a pretty decent career since then. We that's, looked it up. Go look true. it up, guys. It's fun. That's I think true. we talk about it in the episode. <clears throat> what about Radio Raheem? What's I'm, he been doing? He's dead. 
Oh, spoiler. you spoiled a movie we watched 15 episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye oh, God, everybody. just shut it down. Goodbye. 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 For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net.